This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. All right, well, welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Of course, brought to you on our podcast network by the great folks at 360 Vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs, a hometown vodka. Great for the holidays, 360 Vodka. Mitch Holtis with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with the 10-year National Football League veteran, Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop, a.k.a. The Shop, a.k.a. The Spider. All right, I'm going to take you back to your early days in the National Football League. we got a ton of people, thousands of people, that listen to this podcast. There is one dedicated listener. He lives, he grew up in your, almost your home area. Then he moved down in Frederick, Maryland, but he graduated from high school in 1999. So he loved boy bands. He loved NSYNC. This week's show, Bye Bye Bye. And I know that was like your favorite song when you're with the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, well, we're talking the Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Boys to Men, New Kids <laughs> on the Block, 98 Degrees, um, Old Town. You know, I had to throw it back. We found so many different boy bands, but coming into this week 12 bye week for the Chiefs, I think it was important for us to just um, look at the bye week and bye, bye, bye from so many different angles to help the fans realize what a bye week really means to an NFL player. And what does it mean to this specific team? Now, in the first quarter of this podcast, we're going to take a glance back. And this has been an um, interesting 11 weeks of the regular season. But I'm going to take it back to the offseason. I'll take it back to training camp because this team has had to deal with expectations. They've had to deal with injuries. And they've had to deal with the challenging schedule at this point. Let's talk about the expectations. I was warning the Chiefs kingdom all throughout the summer uh, and saying – no year in the NFL do you start where you ended. Like the fans were ready to go, let's go right back to the AFC Championship game when D. Ford gets called for offsides and go, there are no ski lifts in this league. You climb Kilimanjaro every year, and what we've chiefs, seen the Chiefs do here is the equivalent of a rock climb. Yeah, um, each season you, 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 it, there is no continuation. Uh, you, don't, you don't start where you left off. You don't just say, all right, uh, we got a great quarterback. Uh, we're bringing back all our offensive weapons. Uh, we're going to add a new defense, new defense coordinator. And let's just you know, leave where we left off. We got to the AFC Championship game, came up an offsides short of going to the Super Bowl. So let's just uh, you know, kind of finish where we started. Now, you're right. We had to start back from, the, from uh, breaking it down to the, the fundamentals, the foundations, um, and defensively um, learning an entire new uh, kind of way of life, a whole new mantra of defensive football. No more of that bend, no break defense. Um, this is an aggressive style defense is coming at you. Um, and, and we've been tweaking things as we go from week one to now uh, week 12. And our, you've seen our, our defense kind of morph a little bit, do a little bit more uh, pressure packages, doing it with some different people. Um, and we had some guys step up, uh, some guys we haven't expected to step up. And now they're part of this uh, defensive mix. I love the way that the win in Mexico City happened now that it's a win because the Chiefs had to grind through it, to your point. It was just it was kind of a microcosm of the season to this point. There wasn't anything pretty about it. It wasn't fantasy football. It was reality football in the defense um, gelling to get four interceptions against Phillip Rivers. All right, another part of this season, Barbershop, has been the injuries. You can't ignore it. Um, I went back and looked. Of the, 13, of the 22 starters that started the Jacksonville game, 13 of those 22 have missed time already this season. It equals to 160 quarters mm. of man hours missed 
That means almost two entire games of not having any starters is what that equals to. And yet, this team is 7-4. and four. Yeah, 7-4 and four is still atop the AFC West. And that's the, the goals you set. You, you can't really determine what your record's going to be. You can't determine who's going to be healthy and who's not. Um, you just say, hey, when we get midway through the season, halfway through the season, if we get to week uh, 10, 11, 12, and, we're, and we're, somehow we make it to uh, being first in our – in our division, uh, what, what is that moving forward? And I think we look at the other teams on the division. Um, everybody thought the Chargers were going to be the the heir apparent. Uh, they the Denver, uh, you know, the defensive Denver with Vic Fangio coming in was going to be something to be dealt with. And we always thought that the Raiders were going to be a team that maybe a year or two away um, with with Gruden and Mayock getting in there is going to take them a year or two to work through the draft and started to uh, get those new you know, faces in there and get familiar with what he wants done. But it hasn't been that at all. The, the Raiders are nipping on our heels um, going into week 12 with us being at first place. And it's been the the, the, the Raiders, the, the Broncos, and the Chargers that both have kind of fallen to the basement of the AFC West. Well, this will be Nick of Frederick, Maryland's favorite podcast. This Defending the Kingdom episode, Bye Bye Bye. And yes, we give a shout-out to NSYNC for their hit in the year 2000. So the second quarter of this podcast now deals with um, – just using the bye week. And before I get to that, I do need to mention this has been a tough schedule. When you look, the Chiefs are 7-4, and four, but there's seven of those teams that are playoff contenders. And you look at the win over Baltimore looks really good right now, and the win over Minnesota looks really good right now. And this Chiefs team has won five games away from Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, five games off, you know, away from the, from the stadium, away from your fan base. Um, still not, not, not. I know. I know. In in the heart of our our team, we want to be better at home. We want our, our we want to create a home field dominance. Uh, but that's not to take away the ne- the necessity of actually uh, winning your division games, winning your conference games, and being able to go on the road and and, and play good football anywhere. Uh, no matter what the scenario, uh, no matter what day of the week, whether it's Thursday night, uh, Sunday, uh, Monday football, um, you want to be able to to continue to grow as a program, continue to grow as an organization. And I think that's the one thing that we can hang our hats on here in Kansas City. I think our team is getting better and better each week. Um, it's not always uh, – we, we haven't always received a win from the effort and the, the, the amount of determination our players have put on the field. But I think they, they feel like they're growing with the trust and the communication uh, between the coaches and the players. And I think they like right where they are right now, heading into this bye, uh, being able to recoup a little bit, and then looking into the, the, the second half of the season. I think they've built muscle fibers, what I think they've built. I think that this is there's some toughness to this team that they've had to show to survive to this point. All right, now let's get to the second quarter, and that is using the bye week properly, or needing the bye week. Let's go second quarter needing the bye week. And that is, let's just start physically. I mentioned the injuries. Uh, there have been a plethora of them. There were some coming out of the game in Mexico City. But as a player, you played in the league for a decade, using the bye week physically. Let's yes. just take it right from there because there's going to be some people still working. The athletic trainers, some of the medical staff, some of the guys have to stick around. They won't be able to travel because they're rehabbing. But physically using or needing the bye week. Yeah, you talked about guys needing the bye week, and you've already broken down how many quarters we've, we've had starters miss. Uh, but that doesn't even account for all the nicks, right, all the yeah. little – Twist ankles, high ankle uh, sprains, the the quads, the 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 abdominal tears, and the shoulder issues, and the you know all, all these little issues that people have been getting um, uh, regular treatment on all throughout the season. Now those guys will be able to kind of get down with their trainers um, and and the the weight room guys and and uh, and the staff and really kind of hone in on some of these little 
uh, reoccurring uh, nicks and bruises that have been coming up week in and week out and try to really alleviate some of those aches and pains. So when we get out of this bye week and we, we have that next home game versus the Raiders, we're able to be as close to 100%, as close to healthy as possible for our organization. Second, in needing the bye week, and that's mental. Now, when you play for Andy Reid, I'll give him a lot of credit, but you mentally better be in tune through OTAs, through off-season program, when you hit camp. I mean, they put in like 11 weeks' worth of plays um, when they were in training camp. There are over 400 plays in this offense right now. That's just the offense. And the defense you mentioned has been learning and you know progressing as the weeks go on. But from a mental standpoint, to just back off, to kind of shut things down for a second, how important is it mentally to do that well you all, you know you sacrifice so much time away from your, your friends and family to play this game uh, like you say it starts early in the off season then you get ramped up through training camp when you're away uh, for almost a month straight and then once the season starts you still aren't at home you're, you're always at the organization you're always up here at the facility practicing preparing for the game um, whether you're traveling or at home um, it, it, it's football season and so then you get to a point where you get to the bye week now for the next 10 days you're able to just solely uh, make your family priority one. You can uh, catch up with your kids, catch up with your, your wife. Um, luckily, you know, this bye week is hitting around Thanksgiving. Um, you see some guys mentally check out from the football, um, you know, probably not even watch a game all weekend long just to really push that reset button. Um, and then when you come back after the bye week, it, 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 it adds some purpose and passion to the way you go about your, your work. Second quarter of this Defending the Kingdom Bye 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 podcast is needing the bye, and that is emotional. Uh, again, the expectations are coming into the season, but this is an emotional game that there's a lot of external factors. What are people saying on social media? Um, and an emotional game where i got to get up for this guy or, or this set. I mean, this is an emotional drain as much as physical. And I think it's not unique to the National Football League. I just think in many ways – than the other sports, it gets more intense. Yeah. And that's why just backing off from an emotional standpoint, how big is that? Well, you know, you go up and down that roller coaster, right? E- each quarter of every game, you're, 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 you have the lead, you're coming back from behind, uh, it's a turnover, you get a mm-hmm. turnover. Uh, so, I mean, you, you stay on that emotional roller coaster week in and week out, and then you get to a bye week. And you, you know you're not going to receive – you have nothing to worry about. You are what you are. The same record you have going into bye week, you are coming out. Uh, luckily for us, no matter what happens, we'll still be number one in our division. Um, we entered the bye week first place. We'll come out of it first place. Um, and we can kind of watch and let all the uh, smoke clear around the conference and see who else is going to be the contenders. But, yeah, and, the whole, and, and as the season goes along, man, you're, you're emotional. You're almost an emotional wreck. Uh, you're up and down <laughs> from day in, day out. And then you also got things outside of football that are going on in your family. Um, you know, the health of your parents and, you know, kids missing school or uh, field trips and, and, and problems with the teachers and all these other things going on in your, in your, in your life that you have to kind of check those things at the door. But they still take a toll on your emotional wellness. And so this is a time for you to kind of uh, spend some time getting all those things in a proper place so that in this, this, the, the final uh, uh, six weeks of the season and in the postseason, you can totally concentrate and focus on being the best football player um, and adding to this team to give us the best chance to win. That's going to segue me into the third quarter of our Bye, Bye, Bye uh, Defending the Kingdom podcast. But before I do that, when I heard you uh, lay that out, I was also thinking of the coaching staff. Oh, definitely. Okay, because we know about the players and the, and the physical, mental, and emotional drain 
of a season, particularly when you have the bye week and the last team to have a bye, again, second year in a row for the Chiefs to do that. But these coaches, I'm not going to tell you which coach it is. This is about five weeks ago, but I was getting ready to see him, saying, hey, man, how you doing? He just looks up and he goes, it wasn't say, hey, Mitch, how's it going? Hey, how's your day? How's your wife? It was, when's our bye week? <laughs> I said, coach, it's a thousand years away. It is 1,000 years away. And then he just put his head back down and, like, kept working. But for the coaching staff, Sean, to me it's vital that they do some of these same kind of things mentally and emotionally of checking out a little bit. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's all about having that passion. You want that passion for the game to be at a at an all-time high every time you touch the field. And it's impossible to think anybody can come in at a level 100, 100 miles an hour every day, week in and week out, just checking in, checking in, going to battle, um, riding that roller coaster during the game and being able to turn the page to the next week and the next week. So at some point, physically and emotionally, you, you kind of break down a little bit and you realize, hey, I got I to gotta get away just so I can, you know, it's kind of addition from subtraction. I need to subtract myself from the scenario, kind of clear my mind so that I can come back with all that power and that passion um, and, and give the team what they deserve. 100% of what I got uh, on a daily basis, trying to get better, trying to uh, fine-tune our game as a coach, fine-tune the, the game plan, um, and so that you can be so, so uh, just, just all in, you know, uh, to win a championship. Everybody has to be all in. And I think the bye week is a chance for guys to kind of uh, check the list, check the boxes, Go back, recheck it, rework what we've done, see what is working, what's not, and then really, really be ready to say, hey, it's all, it's all or nothing right here. All, all, all systems go. Let's go with it. Again, the coaches need the buy uh, as much as the players, really. All right. Halftime, you know, on our Defending the Kingdom podcast, in an NFL halftime, unless it's Mexico City. Oh, that was which a was long like one. 20, That was a long <laughs> one. Uh, it's only 12 minutes. Like this upcoming game after the bye against Oakland, 12-minute halftime. Orange, do your bodily functions, get ready to go again. On our Defending the Kingdom podcast, it's one second. There you go. Now we go to the third quarter. And the third quarter is going to be looking ahead here a little bit, uh, actually the whole second half of this podcast. But our bye, 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 Defending the Kingdom, we talk, kind of look back at what's happened in the last 11 weeks of the regular season, and even beyond that, to training camp and the offseason program, to now and looking ahead. But I will tell you, this is not – Looking back is as much looking ahead. How big was it to win that game in Mexico City? Because I've been around teams that lose before buys late in the year, and it almost counts like two losses. This one felt like two wins. Yeah, I was I was almost complaining about how it seemed like every team we were playing, we would play them right before a bye. Four times. So, so five we, times it's happened. Yeah. The team has a bye after they, they played the Chiefs. Five times. And so we were preparing for a team that knew that they didn't have a next game. And they could they could go out and just give it their all, fight for four quarters, uh, and, and actually finish that game knowing that they can like just empty out the tank against the Chiefs. Um, and we faced that a lot. We faced some teams that in the fourth quarter, they seemed like they were just going a little bit harder than we was. And sometimes we won, sometimes we lost. But you, you, you get into that mentality where you're fighting, you're fighting, you're fighting and you can see that light at the end of the tunnel that bye week is coming is coming and then you get one game away from that bye week and you're able to push the pedal to the middle knowing you'll get 10 14 days off 
um, until your next game. I mean, that's a great feeling for an athlete, but now you got to use it in the right way. So you you, you got to really rest, recuperate, recovery, uh, all the R's that the training staff talk about, um, just to reset your mind, your body, your soul, um, to be able to come back in in a, in a purposeful way, knowing that it's time to like, hey, it's, it's no more weeks off from here on out. It's, it's here until Florida. It's here until the Super Bowl. We got to ready, be ready to grind it out, pound it out. Um, and, and with guys recovering from injury, injury, um, bumps and bruises. Um, they got to be ready to go and give it their all. And nothing but huge games remaining on the schedule after the bye week. And it's interesting, you brought it up, but five teams of the 11 have had bye weeks the week after they played the Chiefs. Only one team has won a game the week after they played the Chiefs, and that was the Minnesota Vikings beating the Dallas Cowboys. Six have lost, five have had byes. But I did sense it even from our team in the Mexico City trip of loading all of the of the gunpowder into one firecracker because <laughs> they knew. I mean, this is a grueling trip. They knew they were going to get this by. You look at Frank Clark. Not saying that, but I mean, they knew. Hey, let's let her fly because we get to, we get to take a breath after this game. Yeah, you saw him talking junk and riding the surfboard wave, <laughs> giving uh, giving Rivers the crybaby eyes and stuff like that. Uh, you you saw a little bit different air, Frank. I mean, um, and, and and he was one of the guys, and I think I heard Fenton talk about it. Uh, he said, "Man, our front seven uh, in that second half of the game, they looked at us and said, man, like don't worry about nothing.'" We're going to be on him every down. Like, we're going to be smothering this guy. So y'all be ready to pick it off when, when he puts it up there. And and that's exactly what happened. Okay. Um, our guys just – you saw him turning up a level, um, emptying the tank out there on that field down in Mexico City. And our secondary was rewarded with some easy – not easy picks, but with some with some, um, with some pickoffs and some uh, some interceptions. But now, you know, it's time to, to just continue to recover and recuperate. Um, you look at the what's what, – you know, we, man, we always talk about who's next – on our schedule, and it seems like we're always facing a winning team. We're facing a, a, a top team, a team that's fighting for a playoff hope, a, a team that has us uh, have has our game circled on the schedule as their uh, their Super Bowl of the season. Uh, for whatever the reason, we get everybody's best shot, and that's a testament of how good this team, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, have been over the last few years with Andy Reid. Um, if you want to test your uh, to your team to see how good they really are. Uh, play Kansas City. You'll 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 be you'll be tested in the pass game, run game, your run defense and pass defense, your special teams, in every phase of the game. You'll be tested, and you'll know if you're a playoff team or not uh, once you face Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we've also got some dedicated podcast listeners to this Defending the Kingdom podcast uh, from California. They hate the boy band. Sorry, you got to deal with this one's for the dude in Frederick, Maryland, because <laughs> this is our bye, bye, bye edition in Sink's head of 2000 uh, of Defending the Kingdom. We've talked about now what's happened up to this point, navigation, dealing with expectations, dealing with injuries, second quarter needing the bye. And here, to kind of close out this third quarter, looking ahead, and that is – You've already alluded to this some, but do you escape by traveling? I've, I've seen guys do this all different ways. They travel. They plan for a trip to just totally check out. Others visit extended family. This is the time they get to see parents, grandparents, uncles, aunts, mm-hmm. um, or to be just with their family and hunkered down. But using this time, what did you do as a player in 10 years? Or did you do all Man, of that? I'll tell you, you know, it kind of is funny because like going back to when I was at University of Richmond, right? I went to school that was five minutes away from my house, but I felt <laughs> I felt like it was 500 miles because I never went back home. I always wow. kind of kept my phones off. And, and when I was on campus during the football season, I just wanted to be so 
focused on just getting my job, like finding every little nuance to try to win that game. And I was able to really like realize the difference between being alone and being lonely. Like, like it's just a mindset, right? You can be around a hundred people in a room and still be able to, to gather your thoughts and, and, and be able to concentrate and be so focused on, on your, your own intentions, or you can be by yourself and, and feel like all alone, like, like feel like you're totally uh, um, just uh, void of any other distractions and stuff. And so I think some guys need to get out of Kansas City, mm-hmm. get back home to wherever you're from, uh, you know, see your folks, see your, kids, see, see your friends, to be able to get that little bit of extra FaceTime, that, that eye contact. Hey, man, y'all doing a great job. Like, let's finish the deal. Well, some guys just need to stay right where they are here, stay in the house, Cut off social media. Don't watch the news. Don't listen to the radio. Take seven days of just, uh, uh, like, just loving yourself. Just, just, just loving what you're doing. Uh, being so appreciative about your, 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 the blessing of being on the NFL team and being able to play at the highest level, um, so that that person can come um, once the past week is over and and rededicate and recommit themselves um, to our goal as an organization. Uh, it's, it's for everybody on this team just to play at their best. And the answer, it's a lot of things, and I've seen it. The best things I've seen, though, from players or coaches or the two of us, I mean, we've been in this league a long time, is to somehow what does reboot the computer? What reboots your soul, your mind, and your heart? Is that a place to go? Is that solitude? Is that an exotic location? Whatever Mm -hmm. reboots the computer, do that. And that leads us into the fourth quarter of this Defending the Kingdom podcast, our Bye, Bye, Bye edition, um, as the Chiefs do have their bye week. And that is propulsion now into the future. It's going to be right here. As soon as the bye, here are the Raiders. They are the flavor of the month. We'll also uh, be cheering for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets this week. We had the Chiefs Kingdom show earlier this week, and Weird Wolf was there. I made him be Fireman Ed. You know the dude with oh, the yeah, – uh, yeah, yeah. he's got the fire hat, and he's so swinging waving it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So we'll all cheer for the Jets uh, during this bye week. But now we talk into propulsion – uh, to use the bye week. How, and so I've seen teams misuse them, okay? I've seen teams, coaches try to try to stay locked in, and then you start blowing fuses uh, a couple weeks after the bye, particularly when it's this late. Andy Reid is a master at it. 17-3 and three in 20 years as a head coach. Barbershop, he is 17-3 and three yep. after bye weeks. Coaches call him going, dude, what do you do? Because 17-3 and three is not an anomaly. Yeah, you got to get the kids – uh, and I say kids, you got to get the young men used to being able to turn on and turn off the switch. And I think that Andy does a great job, even during training camp, when there are some uh, circumstances that you can't control, whether it's weather or whether it's uh, field conditions, where you need to just tell the team, hey, we're going to shut it down. It's unplanned, but we're going to shut it down, maybe even give you an extra day off, and then guess what? We're going to cut it back on in two days. And he expects the guys to handle it like men because he needs them to, to understand and be able to do what you just said, be able to cut the engine off and then in 48 hours, uh, 72 hours, reboot that engine, start it back up, and be ready to go full speed and not miss a beat. You got to do that during the practice. You got to do that week in and week out. Um, we did it one time after the Thursday night game. Um, some teams come after Thursday night game and they practice over the weekend, uh, but not but not. Andy gave them the days off and said, hey, I'll see y'all on Tuesday, like a normal off uh, off week. Um, and he was able to kind of get that, that bye week feeling in a, in a, in a condensed version um, before we actually got to the bye week. So guys are able to do exactly what their coach, hey, get away from football, uh, don't think about it, 
Um, hey, you know, if you, if you happen to get up, cut on that Raiders Jets game, get a little intel if you want to, like get you know, get a little preview of who we about to see um, before we actually put our game plan in. Definitely do that. But besides that, man, uh, like you said, man, just 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 come in renewed, rejoice. Um, just come in very appreciative and. Um, and so blessed the fact that you're able to play this game and be a part of such a great organization. I think that's that's the one of the keys, Andy. He makes guys really appreciate um, their their opportunity to be a part of this organization. So it's not hard to get those guys to buy in and buy in and ready to turn that engine back on. And when he tells them, hey, it's time to put the pedal to the metal, they all respond. Yeah, a couple of points. You triggered some thoughts with me too. I've noticed because you're, you're on such deadline pressure, uh, whether you're a player, or a coach, or trainer, or equipment person, and the and the stuff that we do, Monday night means you're going to get something done for Tuesday, and you can get short with uh, with counterparts. Mm-hmm. You can get mad at people, but then when you back off of it, you realize the blessing that it is. Andy always talks about you're only one of 32 people that do what you do in the world, mm. and that and that's you lose track of that. I'm sorry because you're just on it. This has to get done Wednesday to get done Thursday to get done Friday, and when you back off. Take a long drive or go someplace you're going, you know what? I'm blessed. Yeah. And that's a big part of it. The second thing is, you know, your phone's not working or it's jacked up. I got, oh man, my problems with my computer, man, my laptop's jacked up. Or my big screen, it's out of sync. What's going on? What do they tell you? What's the first thing they tell you? Unplug it and put it back <laughs> that's on. That's right. That's right. Reset it. <laughs> Reset it. Just turn it off, plug it back in, turn it back on. Re- then you're hoping is it going to work when you get it back on? <laughs> Finally, to close out this edition, our bye, 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 in sync edition of uh, this Defending the Kingdom podcast brought to you by 360 Vodka. Did you have a hard time c- clicking it back on? I mean, we're all sitting there going, we all need to shut down. Did you have a hard time going, let's fly? Because there is gonna, here comes Oakland, or Arrowhead, national game, been flexed to the late game on Sunday, uh, to the 3 o'clock, 320 game, whatever that's going to be. But you got to be ready to go. This isn't jogging when you come back. You're going to have to sprint. And I'm going to tell you this. I had an old school mentality. I, you know, As I was going through college and, and high school football, the guy I looked to and guy who I tried to emulate myself as far as the conditioning and being in shape was Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Rice told me that ever since he got to the league, he never took more than two weeks off. Even once the season was over and he was battered up and bruised up, he took exactly two weeks off, and then he got right back into his his, uh, protocol of working out. He never wanted to get out of shape. He always felt like he was building on something, and he didn't want to lose his foundation. And so I kind of took that as my mantra. So, I mean, throughout my career, even though we had days off, weeks off, bye weeks, time to let yourself, I always still got myself back to the organization to get some extra treatment, a little bit of extra film, just finding ways, nuances to, 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 to make sure I was keeping my edge mentally uh, because I didn't, I didn't want to run the risk of shutting down that engine, and it never be, and it never shuts back on the same way. So I would tune it down a little bit, uh, conserve a little gas, uh, fill up the gas tank, maybe put a little high premium in this time. Uh, <laughs> but I was always ready to punch that gas tank at a moment's notice. So you, you could tell me we got ten days off, two weeks off, and then you could come back the next morning and say, "Hey, man, let's go practice," and I'd be just as excited about it. Like I just never let that mental edge go. Um, and, and that's probably why it allows a guy from a one, uh, one double A school at University of Richmond to survive. And I call it survival because I had to survive 10 years in the NFL through all the bumps and bruises, the, the injuries, the uh, two knee ACL surgeries, the neck injections. Uh, all of those things were just uh, uh, you know, part of the journey. And I'm, I was so blessed and so thankful for every opportunity I had to get out there on the field and compete. Well, there you have it. Everybody gets to shut down for a while, but we're ready to, uh, when you reboot it, it's got to be up and running. 
This is uh, our Defending the Kingdom edition. Bye, bye, bye. Thanks to NSYNC for coming out with that in 2000. <laughs> uh, you know, as a boy bands, you either love them or you hate them. You ever notice that? People are like, oh, yeah, I remember that music because it sticks in your head. You can't, oh, man. you can't lose track of it. And then there's others who go, man, I can't listen to that. <laughs> but uh, it is bye, bye, bye. And uh, so, Barbershop, here we go, because once we get back and rolling, here come the Raiders. Yeah, we got to be ready to roll, man. We're going to turn this thing on um, heavy and uh, early and often. Um, but, yeah, we're going we're gonna to ask that, that, that the Chiefs Nation, the Chiefs Kingdom, to see if red, just for one day on Sunday, we can we can let out maybe at noon a nice J E T S Jets 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 cheer. Just let them know, hey, the 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 kingdom loves you from the Midwest. Just for just for one game. Yeah, we won't like you next year because we play you next year. But yes, shout out not only to NSYNC, but to Fireman Ed. Fireman Ed, baby. All right, he's Barbershop Sean Barber. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom. Take an exhale. Take a breath. It's the bye week. We'll be with you when we all come back. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs Official Podcast Network.